In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents At Betches, a podcast hosted by Betches co-founders Jordana Abraham, Sammy Sage, and me, Aileen Drexler. We talk about it all, from the latest celeb drama to the best movies and TV shows out now. We share all of our thoughts, even the unpopular ones. Welcome to our pop culture group chat. Hello, and welcome back to the At Betches podcast. I'm Sammy, and we have a new baby betch. So unfortunately, we are down Aileen today. She has had her beautiful baby boy, Lucas, and Jordana is in meetings all day. Unfortunately, she could not get out of them. But this is still the best of circumstances because I am joined today by someone who I am genuinely such a huge fan of. It makes me so, so, so happy to listen to his show. I was listening to you really all summer with Scandaval going on. So let us welcome a very special guest, Danny Pellegrino. Welcome to the pod. Hi. Thank you for having me. And I have to say congrats to Aileen. I'm so sad I'm not getting to meet the two of them right now or chat with the two of them. But congrats to her. And I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I am. I am really so, so thrilled. Like, I love your show. I think it is so, so exciting. And you have a book coming out in a little less than a month, right? Yeah, October 24th. Uh, it, it'll be out. It's called The Jolliest Bunch. Hopefully people pre-order it or buy it when it's out. There'll be an audiobook, all that stuff. And I'm going on tour. That is- but wait, Sammy, uh- I'm interrupting the start of your podcast to just, you mentioned Scandaval, and I'm endlessly fascinated by like where we all stand right now because they filmed the new season and we're sort of in the off season right now. Are you sort of exhausted about it? Are you excited about it to come? Where do you stand at? I, you know, I'm like a little exhausted in the way that, because okay, you're. I was at heights unseen during you know March fourth, fifth, sixth. Sure. That was another level. Like those are levels that we're not going to achieve for possibly decades. Like till we see excitement like that. Like you thought, don't worry, darling, was exciting. We were in another realm with Scandaval. So like I'm not at that high that I once was, but I'm still excited. I'm still interested in what's going to happen. And also, I think that like. I've rewatched so much Vanderbump Rules. It's actually embarrassing in the past, I, you know, as I'm sure you have as well. We all have. Yeah. So I've been thinking about how Vanderpump Rules as a show, like, maps kind of perfectly onto the public mood and public sentiment. Like, the way that people have perceived Vanderpump Rules at the time that we were watching it, I think, is a really interesting lens to kind of, like, examine where people, how they were thinking about gender and sexuality and blaming men and women for different behaviors. And so Mm. now I'm really excited to watch it as like a cultural piece, the way that, I mean, it's always been that, but the seeing it now as like, you can learn a lot from the way people perceive the show. So I'm excited to watch more. I'm excited to see how it pans out. And I'm still waiting for something about her. I am holding out hope for a goddamn sandwich. I know. I want a sandwich so bad. Yeah. So wait, Danny, tell me just a little more. We're going to do a Bravo State of the Union in Uh, just a second. Not all of our listeners are Bravo people, but 
some of them are really diehard Bravo people because we do all pop culture here. So first, I want to hear about your book. I understand it is family holiday stories. And that sounds just very, very deeply entertaining. Can you tell me what we can expect from this? Yeah, I think it's perfect if you love the holiday season or if you hate the holiday season. I think either way, you'll kind of get something out of it. I, I do love the holidays, but it's a chaotic time and there's so much craziness that comes along with it. So the book is really, a, each chapter is a different sort of story. So you can pick it up. It's easy to read. And uh, each chapter is a, a different story about uh, the holiday season, about uh, getting together with families. And um, it's not just Christmas, although it there's a lot of Christmas stories in there. There's also a Halloween chapter, a Thanksgiving chapter. It's like end of the year holidays, though, and hopefully it'll make people laugh. And uh, you know, there's a there's some more heartfelt moments too. But it's really just silly stories. If you like something like maybe like a David Sedaris, or back in the day, there was a, a Gene Shepard was a writer who um, the movie The Christmas Story was based on. But it's like an essay collection for the holidays. I was gonna say it's giving David Sedaris, who was his books were my favorite, like in my early 20s. I feel like I haven't read any of it in a while, but I loved that type of book. And okay. I'm, you know, I'm very excited to read it. Sounds like it's gonna be very therapeutic if you, you know, are struggling for the holidays. And it's just, it's good to laugh. So I'm definitely yeah, very excited. By the fire. If you're someone who's alone for the holidays, just read it or enjoy it or pick it up as you're on the subway and read a chapter. It's fun. And and I mentioned David Sedaris. It's sort of my version of David Sedaris. So it's kind of got a millennial perspective. There's tons of pop culture references in there. And I'm so excited. It sounds like the perfect book. Thank okay. You. Jolliest yeah. Bunch. Order it, please. Jolliest please. Bunch. October 24th. Pre-order it. Yeah. Pre-orders are very important for authors. And we want to get you on the bestsellers we list. We can just move this thing. I know I feel so gross saying, please, please buy it and like begging people, but also you got to do what you got to do. So here we are. Self-promotion is for me, the worst part of being someone who, the best part is being someone who gets to talk about Bravo and Taylor Swift's dating life for my job. The worst part is that you have to like, talk about how great you think your stuff is. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it really is uncomfortable. And you do so want people to, I mean, either even with the podcast or with anything, it's like you you can almost feel it. I think if you're a self-aware person, you can almost feel you're like, oh, I think somebody's must be rolling their eyes at me asking them to, to yeah. buy this thing. But yeah. Like who I, am I to some... ask you to buy it? Like it's here. If you like it, you'll just, yeah. you'll buy it. You know, and, I feel yeah, it's, people it's are tough. Str- it's hard right now too. Cause it, you know, asking somebody to buy a book, it's like uh, printing costs are expensive. So books are more expensive and people are, have been out of work. I mean, there's been strikes going on. It's like, there's a lot going on. So I understand that people yeah. might not. And there's a Britney Spears book coming out the same exact day as mine. So I get it. I'm going to be getting that Britney Spears book first and foremost. And then if I have some leftover coins, maybe I'll buy my own and maybe some other people. You know, that sounds it, like a, a great, you know, when you could buy like back in the day, you could buy like two DVDs together. This sounds like Danny and Britney home for the holidays. There's also a share. There's also a share holiday album coming out the same week too. So it's like, you can get all the, Oh my God. Um, you should yeah. like, I feel bad for, for anyone buying my book, because I'm like, there's so much other merch out there, but please also buy this book. You should do a giveaway of all three. <laughs> it's like, no, honestly, I I really feel you, but I also feel that, you know, you're obviously putting something out that you feel that will make people really, really happy and that you put your, I'm sure, like your whole heart and soul into. So I'm yeah, really excited to read it. And I promise, I you know, I haven't read it yet, but I do have a feeling just based on, you know, all the content of yours that I do consume that it will be really, really awesome and you put something out there that will hopefully warm people's hearts. I love it. I love it, Sammy. I'm going to send you a copy and now let's get into Bravo. Thank you. 
There have been times when I realized I shouldn't have trusted my gut, like watching that extra show when I know I really should go to sleep because I have to wake up early or buying that pair of shoes that I really don't need. Probiotics can help with most of your gut decisions, but if your gut needs a little support, Ritual has your back. I love Ritual. I used to take Ritual's prenatals. It made me feel so strong and healthy during my pregnancy. My nails were so strong. My hair was great. I just really love the brand. Their three-in-one supplement includes a prebiotic, probiotic, and postbiotic with two of the world's most clinically studied probiotic strains Postbiotics provide fuel to the cells that make up the gut lining to support a healthy gut barrier. Ritual's delayed-release capsules are designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract. It's an all-in-one minty capsule, and there's no refrigeration needed. And Ritual uses scientific tools to select lower carbon packaging, prioritizing sustainability-sourced ingredients, and set ambitious climate goals. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash betches. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash betches for 25% off. All right, Danny, let's talk our favorite topic mutually. Bravo. Time for the yes. Bravo State of the Union. I have to ask. So we started talking about Sandoval. We can get back into him in a bit. Did you watch Ariana on Dancing with the Stars? I didn't watch the whole episode of Dancing with the Stars, but I did see Ariana's dance. So Same, I thought she did clip. fantastic. And she was the last to go, I believe, which is, I think, the sweet spot for Dancing with the Stars. At least that's what my mother told me. It's like the last one is supposed to be the best. Oh, that's good. I mean, she's definitely the draw for me to watch the show. Mauricio, eh, I still haven't found that clip yet. I'll see it at some point. But I so I didn't know Dancing with the Stars is two and a half hours. So I would it's think- too long. ABC is unafraid to take your entire night and say, it's mine. <laughs> no, but I, she was so good. And what I couldn't stop thinking about is that there's nothing Tom Sandoval would have wanted to do more than exactly what she did. Yeah, I think it's like a good opportunity too, because uh, she can show a little bit more personality. And, he, you know, because in between the dances, they sort of interview them a little bit. And as it stands, we've gotten sort of her perspective from the show and from the reunion. And then it seems like there's been so many brand deals and stuff like that, but not really actually getting so much of her personality. It's been like a lot of branding stuff. And so I hope at least, and again, I don't watch Dancing with the Stars, so what the fuck do I know? But, <laughs> but I hope that she's able to kind of show uh, other sides of her too. Are you saturated on Sand on Scandival? Sandoval, where are you with that? I was. I mean, I think I'm feeling better about it now. I was oversaturated. I mean, during that time, we were all on the front lines. I felt like I was uh, recording podcast episodes. I was still doing the same amount I normally do, but they were so charged and it was like insanity. And there was so much to consume because it was like the show and then it was all the podcast interviews that the cast was doing and the interviews on uh, blogs. And it was so much. So I did feel exhausted and I've had a break and I I'm not I don't know if I'm quite as excited for the new season to return because it was so much. And I'll be honest with you, Sammy, I'm even more exhausted. You mentioned Mauricio. I'm way more exhausted by the Kyle and Mauricio of it all because I feel like they're trying to have a little scandal moment. And maybe this is me being super cynical or something, but their relationship is playing out on so many different forms of media because I mentioned here, I, I just mentioned I didn't watch the whole episode of Dancing with the Stars, but I did see like a a clip or a still frame of Kyle in the audience for Mauricio. 
And I feel like they've been teasing. She was showing her hands and she's done that in a million press opportunities to like show that she's not wearing the ring or she's, and I'm just exhausted by it, Sammy. And so that even more so than Scandaval, I'm like stressed about the new season of Beverly Hills. I feel like that's the whole, the whole season's going to be about that and I'm over it. I completely agree with you on that entirely. And the reason that I'm actually more exhausted by them is because you never feel like you're getting the truth. It's always like a cover up of or a a glossing over. It's like putting the Paris filter three times on their entire Mm -hmm. life constantly. And at least with Scandaval, so much was happening, but it was like actually happening. They were actual comments, frank realizations by what the cast members were saying with Kyle and Mauricio and with Beverly Hills generally, it's always like ah, you're watching them play 3D chess while they're yeah. and it's really frustrating because you want to just like scream like, can you be real? Be open and honest. And at least with Scandaval, it was sort of playing out in real time. But I think the issue with Beverly Hills is there's so much time in between all of this stuff when the rumors started and when we're actually going to see everything. And I think they're playing it all wrong. I mean, Kyle and Mauricio are also, I have to say, they're like, they're savvy in PR because they've been doing this forever. They've both been on hugely successful. Sh- He's got a successful Netflix show now. And like, so they, they know what they're doing. And so I feel like they're just playing it all wrong. And maybe I'm wrong about that, but I feel like it's being played all wrong. And, and I, I feel like I keep hearing them say like, we want privacy. This is so hard to go through the public eye, but then it's like, well, then why are you in the audience at dancing with the stars? Like, And of course, yeah, maybe the audience would then, if she wasn't there, say, why didn't Kyle show up? But it just feels like she, they're leaning into it so much and, and then saying like, oh my God, I can't believe everyone's talking. This is so hard. Everyone's talking about, and the rumors about Morgan Wade aren't true, but then Kyle's appearing in the video and it's like, well, do you want us to talk about it or not? (laughs) Right. And they're in Paris together. And there was something that I noted was there was like a blind item about Kyle and Morgan being in Paris for Morgan's show. And then once that came out, they started posting that they were in Paris. What's your, what is your take on the relationship situation of it all? And why do you think, I mean, clearly something is happening. Why do you think they can't just be open or, or just frank about it? Because they're saving it for their shows. I think 100%. I think he's got a second season. I don't think his first season of that show on Netflix was like hugely successful. I think it was mildly okay, successful. Yeah. I mean, people weren't really talking about it. I don't, I'm sure the Netflix numbers might've been okay, but I don't think culturally within reality TV experience or Correct. Odd, sounded exactly. weird experience, I know what you mean. Aren't really weren't discussing it. And so I think he knew they, they needed a big splash for that show. Beverly Hills lost Rinna. They need something for that show. Like, I think they're trying to tease it out to to have something for their shows. I don't, I, and maybe that's me being completely cynical and, and I could be totally wrong, but I, the, the cynical part of me is like, this is all for press and it's exhausting. And I think it's, they're not even doing a good job of it because we're all exhausted by it. And yeah. So you think you're cynical. I think I'm even more cynical than that. I'm like, I don't, I think they're not teasing it out. I don't think they're ever going to reveal is my, is my fear is that they're just going to keep covering and covering and they're never going to Kyle's my, my, my prediction is that Kyle and Mauricio are always going to say, you know, we go through, we're going through a hard time. We love each other very much. Our family's our first priority. Um, it would be too expensive to divorce and stupid to do so. They're not going to say that part, but fat, true, fair enough. 
And I also think that Kyle doesn't want to admit that she's in this relationship or anything with Morgan. Right. And I actually think the upcoming season, what the whole thing will end up being is like Kyle being like, I think I have an attraction to her. I might be attracted to this person and her trying to like figure it out. Like that's where I think it's going to go, at least on the show. I don't know what will happen outside of the show, but that's kind of my prediction is Kyle struggling with trying to figure it all out and whether or not she wants to stay with Mauricio. And then, I don't know, ultimately I think they'll stay together and it'll be over with. But I I think they're kind of dragging it out so that it can play out on these shows. But there's such a long lead time in between seasons and stuff. Right. Do you think she actually will be open about Morgan? I could see her just being like, we're friends. I think she'll say we're friends and I think she'll maybe, I think she'll tease more and be like, oh, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm kind of figuring it out. I could see that. But I really do feel that if she were just like, I think I'm bisexual. Everyone would just be like, yeah, that is evident and good for you for saying it. Yeah, no, it, no I don't think anyone will. I mean, Taylor Armstrong just uh, came out as bisexual on Orange County Housewives and it was like, okay. Right. Great. It's just like, also, I'm sure many more people are that, you know, they're yeah. not, they've never said it, but whatever. The Kinsey scale, everyone's sort of on the Kinsey scale, right? Right. And I think it's just maybe people are having new opportunities that are leading them to realize it. New opportunities that are great promotion for their shows. Yeah, exactly. And their music videos. Wait, the other thing, too, that I just have to point out, Sammy, is with the Morgan thing, I think what turned me so cynical about everyone involved in that is that uh, Kyle and her were doing like these Amazon lives where they're selling product and they were doing them together. And that leads me to believe it's like you're either sharing management PR or someone because you're not just booked on that. Um. Amazon Live isn't just sort of guessing that you guys are together or something like somebody is organizing that together. So it's it's either Kyle's PR person who she must share with Morgan or it's a manager that is like, oh, bring Morgan on or there's how long they're working together a lot. How long? It's it's been a a couple. They've done it a couple times. I think I I know at least once I've seen it. Well, it seems like they've been friends for a bit. I don't know how they met, but it did seem like for at least a year, Morgan has been appearing in her photos, like her genuine actual life photos. That's the other thing about Kyle. She posts her life. So Morgan was coming in. But the other thing with the, with that, not to go back to the Amazon line thing, but it's like, that is a paid thing. Look at all of, I mean, Lala and Sheena are friends. You don't see them doing the Amazon live together because it's, it gets messy with contracts and everything. Right. So do separate ones. There, there's something's, um, something's afoot there, Sammy. Something's I afoot. mark, mark this time because someone's gonna, it's gonna come out. Yeah, there's some trails that we gotta follow. If you're looking for simple but quality products for your five-minute makeup routine or want full-face glam that'll stun on a night out, Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards. It's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. My long-standing favorite, as you already know, is their mascara, but my favorite thing about Thrive is that they also support communities that we care about and do their best to give back. And while you know how much I love their mascara, right now I am loving their new Brilliant Eye Brightener. It is a highlighter stick made to brighten and open up your eyes, giving you an instant eye lift. 
You just apply it to the inner corner of your eyes to look rested and effortless. You can also use it as an eyeshadow for a perfect daytime glow or use the metallic shades for an easy smoky eye. It goes on very easily, making it easy to blend any of the 16 shades. Perfect for a five minute makeup or a full face glam. Spring is a great time to refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. And right now you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash betches. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash Betches for 10% off your first order. So, okay, what else are you watching on, on Bravo? Are you watching Salt Lake City? Because... My favorite show. Oh, okay, good, good. Let's talk about Salt Lake City. It has achieved peak camp. I- totally. What the fuck it's, went on? It's so good. What the fuck is right? I mean, what the fuck is right? Every one of those cast members is crazy. I used to say Roni had like this chaotic energy. I, I used to call it like Roni whiplash because it was like they, they would fight and circle through fights so quickly and and so much was happening that you almost like you really had to sit and pay attention because it was moving so fast at the audience. Very and New that's York. what's happening on Salt Lake City is doing that now where it's like we're story. It, there's so many layers and everyone's fighting and it's crazy. And if you look at it, I, I don't know. I think people who like to watch sort of the behind the scenes mechanics of Housewives, I think like Salt Lake City a lot because you could kind of see a lot at play there and, and you could see these women navigating what it means to be a real housewife. And more so, I think, than some of the other franchises. But I just find it so funny. The drama's hilarious, ridiculous. And also just you can't predict as much. Like we're, we talked about Beverly Hills and that can feel sometimes so predictable. Uh, you almost know how the season's going to play out. We, I feel like I know what the trailer's going to be for Beverly Hills with the yeah. Kyle and Mauricio stuff. But with Salt Lake City, it's it, it can be very unpredictable. It's like, I don't know if Meredith and Lisa are going to end the season as friends or hating each other. Like, I don't, I don't know if Mary is what's going to happen with her. If she's going to continue filming, she obviously don't want to be there, but I love it that she's just like this Greek chorus on a bus. I love it. I, tot- I totally agree with you. It is the least predictable of the shows and I don't know I don't know what it is it might be that so the women are not only not friends but there's like active tension between almost every single one of them in every combination and there's like a little bit of a history but a history with people who you like knew of when you were younger but didn't know yeah or just like you knew of someone but it wasn't trending in a positive way it was trending in like a eh, kind of way and I don't know, Lisa, Lisa Barlow was, was a hero. And now what is it? Do you think this went to her head? Like wh- what? I understand maybe she's self-conscious about her skin or her makeup. I hear that. But the things she was saying about, I'm in head to toe couture. <laughs> yeah. Like it went just so off the rails and like, she wasn't drunk. So what, what was going on there? Yeah, you know, here's my thing with Lisa Barlow of why I love her and think she's an all-star, even though I I do agree. I think she's kind of lost the plot with and, and maybe is out of touch when it comes to financial stuff. But a what little. I love about Lisa, I know very, but I love um she does sort of own that. And so when she was in the confessional being like, Well, when Monica makes that money, she can have that, or or just kind of these things that are very out of touch and horrible to say, but it's like at least she's owning it in a way instead of trying to pretend like she doesn't care about the glam. Like I love that she is crying to the producer and saying like, no, I need my glam person. And, 
and I, I at least feel like she's owning it. And, uh, people overuse that term, owning it. But it's like, at least Lisa is being honest and upfront about the person that she is. And I can appreciate that. And that's exactly like the main quality that's important in a housewife. I think we can pick apart some of the other things, but they have to kind of live in the person they are. And sometimes, most of the time, that ends up being a monster. But <laughs> I am okay with watching monsters. Me too. I mean, I think what she is, is she's authentic in her inauthenticity. And I totally see that because it's it's not that she's like not owning it. It's that she's delusional about what reality is or she's just yes. wants to make people think like, okay, saying middle class people have $60,000. No, they've no. No. no, it's also out of touch. <laughs> That's and actually even, insane. Yeah. Like to even even consider that to be to be possible is just I don't even understand that. I can't understand because it's not like she was born of a billionaire, you know. It's, well, yeah, and also it makes me question so much about how she keeps like what, using what's going 60, on with 000. their finances. Like, how do they have so much money? Because I I don't know. Maybe I was just I didn't realize Vita Tequila was so popular, but I guess maybe it is or something. That, I don't know. That's exact. That's exactly what I am getting at. Is it doesn't make any sense because even if only someone who was like born so 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 rich that they've never had to think about what they spend ever could be Lisa Barlow at age forty something and saying every a middle class person has a $60,000 ring. It's like, it's so I'm just thinking, I'm like, you know that that's not true. Like you went to, not, did she go to college? She like lived a normal life. So I'm like, there's no point at which you got so rich that, that you lost sight of that. And also it just doesn't make any sense. And also her ring is $60,000. Her glam is $60,000. I don't Insurance get- fraud. <laughs> Something's no, not making sense. <laughs> yeah. 60000 even? Like, like that's never- no, I- I yeah I I said insurance fraud I don't really know that I mean that I don't know that I don't but um it's interesting uh the sixty thousand dollar thing is so it's weird that it lines up what I find so fascinating with all the housewives is like they a lot of them especially in those early seasons if Lisa's been paying sixty thousand for Glenn like she they're losing money oftentimes being on a TV show and like that psychologically is like fucking nuts that. People are joining a TV show and I know it leads to other branding opportunities and all that stuff, but it is fucking wild to, and also not good business sense. I'm not saying her specifically, but I think within the realm of housewives, a lot of them have probably overspent so that they could keep up with glam and appearances. And I mean, we see Monica crying about buying a $5,000 bag, but I think more often than not, a lot of these people end up losing money, at least those first couple of seasons to do a TV show and it makes no business sense. Like if I, I would be like, well, you can't, that doesn't make any sense for you to do that show and it could all end. And then you're still overspending to try to keep up with the appearance of being a former housewife. So it's like, none of it makes much financial sense, but it's funny you're bringing that up because I was literally thinking that last night I was thinking about Meredith and the renting. Like she must have rented a house like that was way nicer than the house she would need to live in so that she could, portray herself as this person with this brand and this store. Have you, okay, have you ever been to Park City and uh, been into her store? You know, I haven't been to her store. I just, I did a live show. I was on tour earlier this year and I, I got a, to do a show in Salt Lake, but that was my first time there. Okay, so I've been into her store and I would not Tell have like everything. given any credence to what Angie 
said to her at the dinner about the like dust, dusty jewelry. <laughs> if that were not actually kind of an <gasps> accurate interpretation of that was like my reaction to the store and Aileen and Jordana, if they were, we, I went with them. If they were here, they would say the same thing. Like, wait, is it is it all jewelry? It's not all jewelry. There were like Brooks Marks tracksuits, and there was like a few other things. It just didn't feel like. D- does anyone buy any has have they ever so the dusty jewelry comment was very oh you see and that's why that's when she flipped out so that's why i was Mm. like oh like that really hit a nerve something's going Mm. on there meredith has doing voices what is she's always been a shapeshifter to me but now she's also a vocal shifter so i can't see what she looks like like it's Oh, sure. She's yeah. like, if you were to close your eyes and just listen to the episode, you would literally think there were 20 people talking at once because <laughs> yeah. you're like, what are all these different voices? She's doing a character, SNL character reel. Like it's so many different voices and I love it. I love it. It's, it's crazy. It's all of it keeps you on your toes. You're just like, I don't know what's going to come out next. I think it's the best show on TV. I think it's crazy, but I love, it's my favorite show to sit down and watch. I'm like, I don't know what I'm in for. It's like a group of women sitting at a drag queen's motel grounds. There's nothing better. They need to send all the cast to Trixie Motel. Like, I, I, I think it's brilliant. They should send Roni to Trixie Motel. But I, it's so, it's also funny because like Lisa, if she had just like done her own fucking makeup and put on a wig or not even put on, a, just she should have put on a wig. It would have helped. No one would have thought anything about what she looks like, about her skin. They would have just thought, also, by the way, I think you the heavy makeup will make help you cover up your flaws or whatever. And right. So it's like oh, it is wearing a costume. But I actually was kind of on her side. I don't I'm not someone who likes to dress up for parties at all. I hate a costume party. So I did. I was on Lisa's side for that. I felt that way, too, in terms of like, no, she shouldn't have to do it. But I think she by the doing what she did she now called attention to everything she didn't sure. want to call attention to and she could have just played it like meredith where she was like i'm here yeah. this is my interpretation of meredith had some light rouge on and a faint cat eye like she that was it yeah it was enough it was fine one more bravo couple i want to talk about because i want to talk about couples for the rest of this episode we are in the year of divorce, but the summer of weird couple situations. Cuffing season. Are we entering cuffing, cuffing season? I, Is that why? I think, you know, it, it's almost October. I think we're almost there. I think we're getting there. Slow but it, launch of, it's like of cuffing season. PR cuffing season. You know, it's, it's professional cuffing season. But okay, so one more on Bravo. Are you like a summer house? You know, what are you thinking? I mean, I know you're a summer house person. What are you thinking about Lindsay and Carl? And uh, do you think public opinion might turn around on Carl how do you what's your prediction or just kind of perception of that you know I this is probably not popular I have never liked Carl I know he's terrible I'm sorry to say that I know people like him but I I just don't care for that man and I don't I've one thing I've learned over the years recapping all the Bravo it's it's like never good to put your weight behind any of the men on Bravo because they always end up disappointing us and so I um will be team Lindsay and uh, I love her as a TV character as well as um, I've never met her, but I do love Lindsay. Um, so I'm on Lindsay's side with this and I don't know how it's going to play out from what I read. And I think Carl did it on camera and I think that's really shitty, even though as an audience member, there's always two versions of it. Like as an audience member, yeah, I'm very excited. And yes, you should do that. You're on a reality TV show. Get it. But as a person in real life, like I, 
I feel like, oh, that's kind of sh- shitty. Especially because they were best friends, supposedly. It. I, I completely agree with you, Carl. I do think that he had a glimmer of hope, a window in which he could have actually followed through on the person he wanted to say that he was being. But he, for whatever reason, I understand mental health is like really very, very tough. And like, I don't think he should have necessarily been in this relationship in his at that like really traumatic time for him. But I I agree with you. Like Carl has always been a total dick to women in just inexcusable ways. Like even the way he was to Lindsay was just so abhorrent. Like it was so mean. And I think she's lucky that she's getting away from him now. I feel really, really bad for her how it happened. But there is part of me that's like, I want to see what happened. And I want to know about why he called the cameras back. Like what, would he have been in trouble if he didn't? Or well, was I'll tell he you trying? why. I think yeah. they all want to have their scandal moment. I think you that's, think it was that because they got like demoted to a friend of, and we're maybe, gonna not have as much money. Maybe this is me being crazy again, but I do think everyone saw the scandal and how much money it brought in, and how it extended the shelf life of these people on the shows, and so the cynical part of me does say like. I think they all kind of perked up a little bit. Everybody on the whole fucking network, and and as they should, they it makes business sense. But it's like, it is kind of fucked up when you think about it. But that's right. my theory. I don't know that that's for real. And I I do want everything good for Carl. And I he does seem to me, at least when we've seen him on the show, that he is going through a lot. So I think it is good that maybe he is single for a while and figures his stuff out. Yeah, I mean, I think it could. I totally agree. I think there was more incentive for him to just call the cameras. Also, he probably wanted like proof of what happened mm. so that when he did have to like answer to the show in the inevitable reunion, he would have an an like, are they going to have a reunion now? Like what's going to happen with that? I oh, they'll be at the reunion probably. Right. Yeah. I would be, I'm very excited to see what happens with that. I so- always think the summer house reunions are a little boring. Like I'm not into the, for some reason, they sort of bore me. I don't think they need to be three parts. You know, they, I think they're scaling back on them. They just announced Orange County is going to be two parts. I think they're scaling back on the bigger ones. Atlanta was just two parts. And, you know, of course, you could say it's because they've had bad seasons. And I'm sure the cast and the network's really pissed that they're only getting two episodes out of it. But it seems like it's happening more and more with the two episode reunion thing. I think that's a good thing. I think that like yeah. they sense that people get frustrated when you drag things out and we can tell. You mentioned at the top of the show with ABC and that's one of my one of the few reasons aside from me not having enough time to really consume like the world of the bachelor. I feel like they take advantage of their their viewers because they stretch everything out so much and I don't appreciate that. And one of the things I like about Bravo is they don't often do, they do those supersized episodes, but they don't often just drag something into two hour territory. I mean, I I can't even remember the last time they've stretched, uh, they'll do it to be continued, but they don't do just like two uh, hour episodes. And I like that because I feel when I'm watching ABC, sometimes it's like you guys are taking advantage of our time. I completely agree with you. That's why I stopped watching The Bachelor, although I'm going to watch The Golden Bachelor because I'm extremely know, curious <laughs> about that. That, I think, is like a Same. renaissance of amazing epic proportions. But I mean, yeah, I completely agree with you. I hate feeling like you're taking advantage of my time. It's like under promise and over deliver, please. That's yeah. what I want. Leave us wanting more. I'd much rather come on here and say like, God, I wish that was two hours or I wish that was three parts rather than seeing something that's three parts and being like, wow, that 
there were two parts that didn't have nothing in them. And w- looking even at Roni, the new Roni is going to be two parts. And if that would have been, that should really only be one part and not as, I don't mean that as shade to them, but there's just really not much that happened in the season that we're going to need to reunite to talk about. Maybe I'm wrong. And there's something that producers know that, that we don't, but it, it's like, don't stretch it out. And then I'm, I'm going to be like, Oh, that was so long. What did we learn? Right. Like if, I'd be surprised if they're able to make a good two hours, but I think they can make a good one hour. Spring has sprung, and that means it's time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, new warm weather bedding, reflight for that summer getaway. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code BETCHES when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code BETCHES. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code BETCHES. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competition for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios in Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant nearly 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Okay, let's let's move on to the rest of professional cuffing season. We are we are heavy in it. Have you been watching Kylie and Timothy and their just whatever it is they're doing? I at first thought that this was like not real at all, but now I'm like, this is kind of cute. I kind of see it. I think maybe if it was professional, it grew into something real. And I like it. I love that you said if it was professional, maybe it grew into something real. Um, tale as old as time. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm not as into Kylie and I'm not as into this coupling. I don't know. I just don't feel any, I don't feel a spark with it. I just, when I see pictures, when I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not getting much spark. What we've said on this podcast is that it feels very much like, you know, it's like a high school senior girl dating a junior boy. It's very mm. high school love. It's very we're together because it just, it's, it's working and there's an attraction, but there's not a compatibility. Which is very, very high school. Yeah, I think it'll fizzle out. I, I'm happy for them, but I don't know that I see it long term. I think it's this is a, a short term thing. And I don't know if it'll play out on the show. I, I haven't watched the premiere yet of Kardashians, but I'm curious if it's addressed at all. And sometimes they don't even address any of the stuff that's happening outside of the show, which is annoying. 
Oh, I totally agree with that. I'm actually excited to watch uh, the new Kardashians because I like the last one. I think they've actually made yeah. it a better show. But I agree. I don't like how they don't address certain things. But then again, it's kind of delayed. Either way, uh, Kylie and Timothy are touching fingers. Oh, I saw that dramatic photo of like their fingers just like the Sistine Chapel. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, love it. I mean, that's see that that for some reason felt more like oh, like you're. I I don't know. I don't see a purely PR relationship touching fingers you like see that. A, you see a little spark in the more recent times. Yeah, like maybe they've, you know, I, I could see maybe they started to like enjoy each other in a yeah, kind of yeah. fun way. I just can't imagine what Kylie, what does she talk about? I think they're both gorgeous people, but I just don't feel like a sexual energy bef- between them. Not that I need to or anything, but I, I don't feel that. I feel like, yeah, you're right. They probably do get along as friends. I'm just not feeling this the chemistry. Yeah, it's, Friends with benefits vibes. The other couple that I don't feel any chemistry between, but we need to discuss them. Ariana Grande and Ethan Slater, they were spotted on a date at Disneyland. To me, that feels very, they're very Disney adults. So what's your your take on uh, their little relation? Well, I love her. I mean, this is an overall problem with pop culture, though. Any sort of coupledoms, we talk about chemistry and it's like, I just don't know that a lot. I'm not seeing a lot of chemistry, whether it be in these real life couples or on television, scripted or otherwise. This is another situation where I just don't feel it. Like we need to do chemistry tests, whether (laughs) if this is going to be a PR relationship, I'm going to need them to chemistry test the people because I'm not getting it. I am getting a little chemistry from Travis and Taylor. I do feel like a little chemistry there. Yeah, I feel a a real flirtation. I feel like two very confident. We're going to do a whole thing on them. I know. Wait, am I crazy about Ariana, though? Do you feel a spark? Oh, no, I don't feel any spark. But I do feel two people who were bored enough to want to get into an affair and now are stuck with each other for at least the time being. And the the only reason I think, oh, this is real is because who the hell would screw up their lives? So for something not real. And I feel that they're probably like, we might as well make the best of it. So it doesn't seem like a total waste. Wait, Sammy, I have a question. This might be stupid, but is he in the new Wicked movie that she's doing? Yeah, he's Bach. He's like a Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. Yeah, thing. okay. I remember reading that. Okay. Yeah. So I, yeah, that's kind of my... Oh, I can't wait for that press tour. Oh yeah. Don't worry, darling. 2.0. Okay, that'll yeah. be a good press tour, I think. Yeah. Press tour. We'll be are... exhausted by it, but it'll be good. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to watch the shit out of that press tour. I wish yes. there was like a, a live cam on those instead of having to like wait for the photos and, you know, I wish there was kind of like a we could see every moment. Look, you mentioned Don't Worry Darling, too. And I think a lot of places probably realize that's the best marketing. And I'm not saying that this is a marketing relationship because I don't think they, those two would have completely blown up their lives for the Wicked movie, which is going to gross a billion dollars anyway. But um, and I do have problems with them splitting it into two movies, which is a tale for another time. But I do have a problem with that. And yes, somebody's going to pay problem. for those crimes because it's not OK. And they, it doesn't need to be two movies. It's That's insane to me. I will... Yeah. Wait, I'm pissed about... I, I forgot about that, honestly. Do, yeah, I'm here to remind you, Sammy. It's unacceptable, and I will not stand for it. That is some ABC... But I will watch them both. <laughs> ABC bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I will be first in line for both parts. However, <laughs> I think it's disgusting. <laughs> that's... I mean, is that not just the motto of everything? Yeah, I totally agree with you that this is not... This can't be... PR, no, but I no, agree. Yeah. No chemistry. Do you remember? I want to say in like 2002, there were 
websites where you could like type in your name and like the name of your crush and it would give you like a percentage yes okay we yes. should we should have that for the celebrities we used to have this thing i remember in middle school too uh where you'd fill out a questionnaire and then it would match you percentage-wise with other classmates they didn't have a gay option so i was fucked because it was oh, like just matching me matching me with other girls and i was like not interested um you're definitely like it the percentages like are way off here yeah it was well i don't know I forget even what it was called, but we did it a couple years in a row in middle school, maybe even like ninth grade or something. Oh, like fill in out. your it was actual around, school. In the actual school, you would That's fill it messy. out. It was, a, it was around Valentine's Day and then you would get it in the mail somehow. At lunchtime, they would pass out your results and it would say like uh, Danny's percentage match with, um, I don't know, Sally or I didn't know a Sally, but you know, a Sally, uh, 89% match. Wow, that is, okay, first of all, that is very aggressive of your school. I mean, they're pushing a heterosexual agenda very hard, clearly. And I mean, okay, what I was referring to is those websites that like are just kind of random, but that is so, so messy You're of your younger school. than me, Sam. You're younger than me. So, and, and honestly, I think that's probably the problem with all these couples in the chemistry is because the younger people were raised with uh, people who had no chemistry in movies. I think if more people were raised watching Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, then they would know what chemistry is. They would be able to spot a PR couple when they see one. Trickles down. Okay, so let's let's talk. We're we're getting to the holy grail of of prof- what have we been doing, Sammy? Let's about you know <laughs> about the the holy grail of professional professional oh, yeah. maybe personal couples. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Okay, so chemistry. I see it. I definitely see a. I see a spark. I see like a. That's hot. What do you think of the whole thing? Well, I'm happy for her. I, I've recently became like a big Swifty. I, I mean, I always sort Save of liked her and her music. Right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I just saw, I went to the Eras tour and um, my significant others like became a much bigger Swifty than, um, and he sort of forced me into it. But now I'm fully there. I'm happy. I, I'm happy. This is, I, how vulgar can I be on here? Incredibly. I like really want her to get some good, I want her to get fucked good by this guy because that's how, when I look at him, I'm like, oh yeah, that's the kind of guy who, you, that's what you, you could, he's you want probably that. good at that. Yeah. yeah. Especially after Joe Alwyn, who was probably more of a lovemaker, if anything. Yeah. Like I just, I, I feel happy when I see these celebrities who it's like, yeah, just get boned. Remember back in the day when Britney Spears and Colin Farrell had like a little fling? Oh, was, I mean, that just kind of reminded me. Yeah. It was, but I remember looking at them even at a young age and being like, "Oh yeah, he's the kind of guy that like, yeah, like everyone should have a go at a couple times." Yeah, <laughs> right. Good for yeah. And, right, like you deserve that on a, you know, as it's like a vacation. You should go, you should yeah. go to go on vacation to. Like she's worked hard. She's got all them people signed up to vote. She's been on this worldwide tour that's like insanity i mean she played i think five nights in california I mean, yeah in a row and like sold I went out to the one so- of them so good. yeah the sofi stadium that she sold out every single one of those nights and it's a humongous venue i was looking around i'm like holy fuck like this is a lot of people so anyway the point is she's tired and she deserves to get some good sex so i'm proud of that i totally agree with you i also no. just have to shout out he's from northeast ohio too so i i i'm from northeast ohio so i have to have like a i have like a connection with him in that way and he's a libra he was born uh in october so i just feel spiritually connected with him anyway oh i like that when's your birthday i'm october 9th oh so you're my husband's a libra so i feel spiritually connected to all of you as well so no i and uh, apparently his birthday is the same day as her 
grandmother Marjorie, who she, you know, she has the song on the air is for Marjorie. And he was born in 1989. I don't know. There's a lot of very lovely mythical connections. I think it's lovely. And he doesn't seem, I mean, people do have some things to say about him that are not the most flattering, but I don't know if it's Wait, what are the things? Because I haven't I haven't really like done my research. I've heard I don't want to there's specul I mean, so allegations of cheating and speculation about his sexuality. So there's like gailers for Travis. It's kind oh, of a so it's an interesting people have said like oh Taylor's not his type, but like who cares? Like it's she's Taylor fucking Swift. Like who cares? Hasn't he all I mean I I hasn't he always been like saying I have a crush on Taylor Swift or something? I don't think he always said it. He's he went to her sh- her show at Arrowhead and he like made a friendship bracelet with his number on it and then he said on his show that he was quote butthurt like that she didn't he didn't get to meet her. And I don't know, there're just a bunch of circumstances that make me feel like even if, again, it crosses the line between like personal and professional. And I think that when you're a public figure like them and you're really at the top of your game and you have the most savvy people working on your career and guiding it, I think that it's almost impossible to be, to even have a purely personal relationship unless you do it entirely behind the scenes and you keep it that way until there's like a commitment. So my feeling is sort of just like, there are parts that are real, but there are parts that are professionally beneficial and or professionally caused. And you kind of can't differentiate them because in, except in retrospect, kind of. And that's what makes it hard for me to be like, I don't know, it just seems very convenient. And the NFL changing their bio to like put her in it. It all just feels like she just rejected the Super Bowl. We're also cynical now. But we're not cynical without a reason. We're smart and we're, I, I actually, maybe that's the wrong word. We're, we're savvier media consumers than we were 10 years ago, I think. All of us. I don't think all of us. Because my husband, for example, is like, oh, yeah, yeah. Taylor and Travis. Like, he's he's really like, and I am like, this could be fake. And he's like, No. What are you talking about? I'm like, and he freaked out. He was like the, uh, and then he comes back in 10 minutes later and he's like, wait, like it could be fake. You're sad. You're serious. We all believe what we want to believe in the moment. And so sometimes our reasoning doesn't make sense. He, he has a, a love for Travis. It seems. No, so, he doesn't. He, oh, he, he doesn't. thinks he, he doesn't like Travis. And just ironically, my father-in-law, like shunned a friend over the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. He's a Patriots fan. It's all, I don't know. It's also stupid. But they, there's some very serious feelings in from his side of the family. Interesting. Um, on football. Less him. Look, he doesn't if, care. But like, he was just like, I don't like, he's like, I think he's obnoxious. I would never want any of my friends to date a professional athlete. Like, Same. I don't think it makes sense. Now, going back to what I said earlier, like, yeah, getting boned by a professional athlete. Like, I fully endorse, like, As long as you want, like keep doing it, whether it be all winter, falls, into the spring, throughout the summer, like you get boned as much as you need to from a professional athlete. Oh, I agree. This is not a situation where I'm like, oh, she should stay away from him because even the like bad stuff about him is not bad compared to so many other people like Maddie Healy. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I'm happy for her. I hope she's, I hope she's happy with however it is. I hope that they both get a lovely beautiful mutually beneficial situation from it and i support 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them buttoned up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. Not only are they offering you an unbiased opinion, they're also professionals in the field and they know because you could be going through something and you'll have someone to talk through it, but you could also not be going through something. Things might arise and you don't even realize something is bubbling up. I'm really good at identifying it now, but when I was like very early in my therapy, I didn't really realize I had anxiety or it was really affecting my life. And I figured that out with a therapist and I realized how it was affecting my life. And it was just such a great experience. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash Betches. I'm Betches co founder Aileen, and as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western, Western so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm going to wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone has an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. The footage of her at the game with his mom was cracking me up because I know an Ohio mother. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know if she still lives in Ohio, but I know a Midwest mom when I see one, and that's my favorite kind of person to talk to, by the way. But I was just thinking like, yeah, that's felt right to me. Like even more so than her and Travis together. It was like, yeah, her hanging out with the Midwest mom feels so right. I literally felt the same way. I was like, this is the relationship I'm watching. That's the one we're shipping. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like she would just be such a good person to bring home to his mom, whether or not they actually have compatibility. Wait, Sammy, are you a good, are you good with parents? It depends on the parent, honestly. Like, I'm, it, it really depends on the parent. Like, I'm good with parents who can hang, but with parents who can't hang, I'm, like, so awkward. And I, like, don't – like, everything I know goes out the window of, like, how to speak and how to – so it's kind of like if I can be comfortable enough to not be intimidated by their – you know when they sort of, like, invoke authority just by existing because they're a parent mm-hmm. of whatever? That I'm, like, huh, a cower. But with just regular people. What about you? I could see you being amazing with parents. <laughs> I'm good with them. I'm really good with a mom. I mean, I consider wherever I'm at, home base is always the oldest woman in the room. So it's like, that's who I'm going to buddy up Me with. Me too. So <sighs> I'm, 
good with like a mom, a grandma, whoever the oldest lady in the room is, like that's where I'll I'll be best at. And then yeah, with men, you know, it's hard my 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 significant other doesn't he doesn't have a relationship with his dad, so I never had that situation. But and I think with gay people they they tend to have I have a good relationship with my dad, but I notice most gay people or previous men I've dated, they don't really have much of a relationship with their dads. That makes sense. But honestly, like the mothers are the mo- the moms Love are the them. ones who you want to who you yeah. want to win over. They're the ones who push the human out of their body. So right. there's just like a you know, and I, I and they have the most interesting stories. Older women are so much more interesting than anybody else. Like they have been through it all and they haven't shared their stories a hundred times with a million fucking people. So they always have the most interesting things to say. I completely agree with you. I have always, I mean, this is more like normal now, but like when I was in like high school, like my favorite actress was like Meryl Streep and like Helen Mirren and like all these like older people and like everyone's just kind of, you know, Kate Bl- I mean, Kate Blanchett's not old, but she is like emotionally old, yeah. you know, and like I and it was kind of like a joke like that. You know, you like all these like older women. I'm like, yeah, like they're so they're such bosses. Like, I want to be yeah. an older woman. I can't wait. I get it. As a kid, I was running around like trying to talk to my friends about Bonnie Hunt. And they're <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Who? And I'm like, you guys, she's brilliant. I'm like, she's written and created her own shows. And, she, I, you know, I'm going on and on. But um yeah, I, I tend to, I feel the same way. Yeah, it, I mean. so much more interesting. So much more interesting than, yeah, like the kind of like Instagram thought model type thing. I'm like, I'm just less interested. Like I'm less interested in the Kylie's of the world than I am in like oh, yeah. just. On the Kardashians, whenever they're showing Chris's mom, it's like, that's when I'm most tuned in. I'm like, let's see what's right. going on with her. Right. They also just have like a funny way. They have like a different pattern of talking, I think, from being older. So it just, it's a break from from what we have going on. Well, and I think in general, this is a larger issue, but men tend to tell their stories more, even in conversation with people, because they're they're so used to telling their stories. and And so- even outside of celebrity, I think the older women aren't asked as much about their youth and their growing up and all of that kind of stuff. And so anyway, I don't know. That's a large. No, I, no, I think that's honestly, it's very interesting that you're saying this because like my husband loves to tell stories about his life and, and I'm like, I don't ever tell stories. I don't care. Like they're all just like in there and like they get synthesized into my like broader worldview, which I'll share, but like, I don't, care about to share stories of my because they're just they're just not that interesting or like the things that to he you, shares as you, stories yeah. are like not I wouldn't consider them interesting enough to share about me and maybe it's that like men sort of assume that their stories it's it's almost like you have to have an innate assumption that you will have to share a story or that one will be will care one day to hear your story to kind of catalog it in that way and right. I think that that's probably what I don't have kathy lee gifford says everyone has a story and i need to hear them all okay well now i'm gonna be saving them up so that when i'm old i'll have some good shit to say and hopefully by then everyone will want to listen but sammy i know you got good shit to say now but it goes back to like the thing we said earlier when we first started recording of of not feeling comfortable like promoting things but then don't you sometimes see these other male podcasters who don't have that Oh, no, they think everything they say is a brilliant nugget of gold when it's really just a brilliant nugget of shit that they recycled from someone else that someone else fucking said it. 
in 1920. So that's my feeling on those things. Two two more things, podcast-related business. Now that we talked about the patriarchy, let's get into... <laughs> we can talk about the patriarchy. We are, we are almost at the end of our show. One thing I do want to say for the listeners is because there has been so much Taylor Swift news and we did not even get to hardly cover all the details, Holly and I are doing a quick bonus episode updating you all about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and everything that's going on in her life regarding Sophie Turner, 1989 stuff coming out. Oh, yeah, Sammy. Okay, I need to listen to that because I need you to break down all this Sophie stuff because I'm loosely familiar, but... Okay, um, we're going to put out a bonus episode tomorrow. It'll come out after your episode, so just do a little quickie refresh and it'll be there and we will include everything for you. We will have the full breakdown. Okay, last thing we do on the show every... Every week, I'll explain the uh, the basis for it. Do you remember when Army Hammer was kind of shunned and he had to go sell timeshares in the Cayman Islands? Yeah, I'll never forget it. Good. Okay. So since then, we've been sending a celebrity to someone who we talked about on the show to the Cayman Islands to sell timeshares. They have to fly Delta Comfort Plus, and that is their punishment for how they behaved that week. So is there anyone... From, that we were talking about who you think should be sent to the Cayman Islands to sell timeshares? Um, Kyle and Mauricio, I think. Okay. I think they, yeah. you know, he he's good at selling. He's good at selling. My person would be Lisa Barlow. And I think maybe we mm-hmm. could send them all together. I'm sure she's got some bank accounts over there. At the <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe she could I'm start just, that's one. That's a joke. I'm kidding. No, maybe, she could take, maybe she could take her, maybe she could take her, her $60,000 ring Put it in a little vault in the Caymans. I'm sure. I feel bad. Don't yell at me that I said it's insurance fraud. Oh no, no, no! Because I was, yeah. it was just joking. Yeah, I'm no, no, no. Obviously, no, we're totally okay. allegedly. Okay. Uh, Everything's alleged. I don't fucking alleged. know anything. Yeah, no. I and mean, I love Lisa Barlow. If I'm the Housewives FBI agent, they're the next family on my list. Oh, I am looking at the whole Salt Lake City cast. If I am working for the government after what happened with Jen Shaw, it's like it, it, there were too many things and. I feel crazy, Sammy, with Salt Lake City Housewives because now I feel like everybody is like, oh, yeah, of course Jen Shah punched Heather Gay in the face. And of course, we're like learning all these new things and um, how Jen had manipulated these friends and they were like, a Monica worked for her and all these people were working for her. I'm like, what the fuck was going on there? And it was all in front of our face. And I feel like now I, I'm being, I'm feeling crazy because everyone's just like acting like it was all in front of our face the whole time. And I'm like, well, why was it in front of our face? How did I miss it? Or what? I don't know. I feel crazy. I, it was not all in front of our faces. Neither was the Heather said last night that we've destroyed marriages. We've sent people to jail. Who? Whose marriage did they destroy? Who went? Who's divorced? None of them are divorced. Was it? I think there, I think Seth so. like there's a lot of secrets that we are going to, that will trickle out over the next 20 years. My kind of last remaining question is on Meredith and Seth because those two don't seem chemistry, chemistry test 0%. So I don't know what's going on. I feel better about them now. I think now they have a little more chemistry than at least I noticed in prior seasons. And I, maybe it's because I'm, I'm like, this is sick of me and I'm glad this is coming up at the end of your show, but I'm sort of attracted to Seth Marks and I'm not proud of that. You know, I, you know, I kind of, you guys kind of look, you have a similar energy. Maybe it's just over the video. I don't know anything about like height kind of thing, but you, you, I kind of see it, you know? Oh my gosh. He's, um, well, I think, I think he might've lived in Ohio or, or from there or something. So probably I keep bringing up Ohio, but I think there might be a Midwest connection. I mean, Ohio is, what was it? The bellwether? It's the bellwether state. So both for housewives and politics. 
I was just going to say Ohio is for lovers, but that's not it. What's the place for lovers? Is that New York? Um, isn't that Paris? No. Isn't that a tagline? Am I making that up? Is I thought Sunday is for lovers. Sunday? Oh. No? I need to go up to the Home Goods and figure it out. I'm sure <laughs> one of the products there, it'll tell me. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so yeah, no. Seth and Meredith, we will continue on Seth and Meredith Watch. We are sending Lisa Barlow, Mauricio, and Kyle together to the Cayman Islands to sell timeshares and open their bank accounts. Danny, this has been such a pleasure. I love... I love chatting with you about this. Please come back anytime. And everyone, please order Danny's book. It is coming out October 24th. Thank you so much, Sammy. Pre-order it now. It's going to be amazing. I will do your promo for you because I am so excited to read Thank it. You. And I know it's going to be a good one. Thank you, Sammy. And uh, come see me. I'm going to be on tour. You can get tickets at everythingiconic.com. At the top of the page, there's a ticket link. But uh, some of the cities are sold out, but there's still tickets for Nashville, Cleveland, and uh, I believe a few for San Francisco, and then I'll be in Las Vegas and Los Angeles for book signing. So go to the website and come see me if you if you can. Danny, around America, are you going to be in New York? I will be. Yeah, I'll be at the Gramercy Theater. Uh, I forget what day, but at middle of at mid to end of October. Okay, I hope it's not sold out because I'll check it out. It is sold out, but please, yeah. I'll get you a okay. ticket if you need a ticket. Oh, thank please you. Come. I do really want to come. Okay, so everyone check out Danny's book and leave us a rating, a review, and let us know what you want us to talk about on the next app, Betches. And thank you. App Betches is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, Rebecca Sosmacat, and Aliza Zim. Editing by Basilio Perez. Be sure to follow App Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at betches.com. Betches.